Greetings, and welcome to Top Tier Volunteer, a Tennessee Vols podcast. I'm your host, Andre, and this is episode nine. This show is done in the memory of my mother, Loretta Lowe, and my favorite artist, Young Dolph. So where do I begin? Man, that was, pro- that was the greatest game I ever watched. Just in, in all of my fandom and my, it being my favorite team and the circumstance and the, the, the stadium, I mean, just everything all encompassing it together made it the best game I've ever watched. And <laughs> I'm sitting there watching the game, and it's like every play, it's like I never had a doubt. Every time we made a play, they made a play, I still felt like Tennessee was going to win at the end of the day. And honestly, it's a great feeling. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you watch the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The electricity in the air, the fandom, the noise, this, you felt what I felt. And, you know, it just a wonderful feeling like, I'm just ready to get into it. So starting with the player of the game, of course, it's Jalen Hyatt. This dude scored five damn touchdowns, five touchdowns on six catches, two 107 yards. It's like it, it wasn't the same way, but it looked like the same way every time. He was just burning dudes. Alabama didn't know what the hell to do. They left him wide open every time. And then Hendon was just throwing straight dime passes like he couldn't have thrown it no better. And Hyatt did a catch it and ran off in stride. And it's <laughs> another thing I'm going to talk about is like just all the videos and the clips of the, of the game. But, you know, when Hyatt caught, caught the ball, it was just like there was no catching him. And he put the country on notice that, you know, he's one of the best receivers out there. And, you know, we just owned him, man. It was great to see it. So uh, Hyatt is a legend always and forever in England and uh, Tennessee lore. He ain't going to have to worry about nothing in Knoxville. So. Shout out to him, man. It was great seeing you. Should play of the game, Jalen Hyatt. And moving on to the positional breakdown, starting with the quarterback, Mr. Heisman, hope, hope for himself, Hendon Hooker. Come on, man. It's every week with this guy. He just goes out there and get the job done. And this game, he did what he had to do against Bama. Um, 21 for 30, 385 yards, five touchdowns, um, 14 carries for 56 yards. And... There's nothing you can really say, bro. Like, he just, he's running uh, Hypo's offense at max efficiency. He went toe-to-toe with the Heisman Trophy winner and won. And, like, bro, just finding Hyatt, like, it's funny. Like, <laughs> Hyatt just kept getting open. And it's like, yeah, I mean, if he keep getting open, keep throwing it to him. He tried to hit um, Keaton on a couple deep routes. But, you know, it didn't get completed. Every people want to bash on that. But who the hell cares? We won the game. So who cares if he missed a couple throws? If he had made those throws, we would have won like 70 to whatever. So it's like, you're not going to make them all. I honestly don't think Hendon could have played better. Like, um, 52 points against Bama. I mean, that was the best performance by a quarterback against the top opponent in uh, at least this uh, generation. So about 15, 20 years. And it was just elite, man. If, a, if the Heisman came out today, he'd be at the top. You know, the, the other people want to try to throw Shroud up there, but he ain't played no damn body, so whatever. So, great performance for Hendon. Uh, next week, we got, you know, some scrubs for homecoming. So, all about it, that was, that's gonna, this is going to be a stat game for him. And uh, looking ahead, you know, we just got Kentucky, Georgia. We got a couple games. So, if we get this type of play from him, the sky's the limit. Checking out the boys who was toting the rock, the running backs. Uh, great game from them, man. Like, they both got uh, 12 carries apiece. Uh, for 124 yards, and, you know, I averaged that out to uh, 5.2 yards a carry. So just a great game by them. They hit the hole when they had to, and it's sort of like, you know, they weren't really featured, but when they got – when they when Tennessee wanted to run the ball, they could. 
It didn't matter who was running it, whether it was right or small or Hendon when he chose to take off. So we always kept the ball moving. I don't really remember, you know, any tackles for loss. Uh, once we got in, in red zone, small got it in. So great game from the running backs. You know, just being very complimentary. They didn't miss. I don't. I didn't remember seeing any missed blocks because Hendon had time to throw it. So uh, I don't think they caught any. Well, yeah, Jabari caught three passes for twenty yards. Okay, two passes for twenty yards. Okay, that's pretty good. And uh, Wright caught one for five. So you know they just contributed and got in where they fit in. So I'm, I'm very happy with them. Moving on to the wide receiving core. I don't know if they're the best in the country, but they damn sure look like it. You know, on any given day, Hyatt, McCoy, and um, number four, Tillman, when he comes back, you know, they can just go off and, you know, just go for 100 yards easy. And Hyatt, you know, basically just put himself in Tennessee legendary status, you know, up there with Peyton Manning and the rest of them. Uh, six receptions, 207 yards, five touchdowns, 78-yarder that broke the game open, you know, in fourth quarter. And it's like... Then on the final drive, you know, uh, the big boys contributed. Um, um, you know, Keaton, he hasn't he, – he wasn't, you know, highly touted when he first came in. But, you know, he just made plays when the ball come to him. You know, he may he got overthrown a couple times, but he still ended up with five catches for 78 yards. And the biggest one was on the final drive, you know, when uh, Henry threw it to him on the first play, and that was a deep end route, and we needed that to, you know, get the place – the drive started off right, called that one. And then after that, McCoy caught the next one. He most two dudes to do it with two seconds left on the clock, got down, and we were able to kick the field goal. So, you know, that's flawless execution by them. You know, you really can't say enough about the, the receiving core at this point. Um, when Tillman comes back on, I think he's probably going to be that be back the Kentucky game. You know, when he comes back, you know, it's, it's not going to be a ball, enough balls to go around because it's, it's, a, it's, a high, it's a high octane offense, and anybody could be open at any point in time. So, Great, great game by them. Once again, Hyatt, I don't know what else to say. You know, just five touchdowns. You just got to keep saying it. One, two, three, four, five. Five touchdowns for the guy. Uh, you probably never see it again with our own eyes, but wide receiver core, A++. Tight ends, you know, they weren't throwing – they weren't throwing too much. They, they weren't, like, big plays, but they definitely contributed. Uh, Fant caught two pass, three passes for 24 yards. And of course, he had the, uh, the little pitch toss play, which seems to work every time on the uh, on the option for the two point conversion. And then early in the second quarter, I think he had the you know rushing touchdown, where you know he just bulldozed two Bama players, big boying them. So, and then uh, Jacob Warren, he had two catches for thirteen yards. I remember the the second one was on a fourth down play, and he wasn't able to get it. But you know, you know things don't work out like that. But Great game by them, you know. They of course they blocked their asses off, so I, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from both of them. Moving on to the O line, I think collectively they might have had the best game out of all the units on both sides of the field, because you know everybody know that Will Anderson for Bama was the best. He's pretty much the best defensive player in the country, and you know uh, the rest of the guys ain't no slouches. And then you know they just neutralized them. We was able to get our rushing yards. Hendy was only sacked one time. You know, and they just did exactly what the hell they had to do. You know, we didn't get no false starts. Meanwhile, Bama's O-line had like 12, 13 of them. And, you know, there's no complaints about the O-line. That's how you know the O-line is doing good. If you ain't got nothing to say, you know, dude, everybody can talk about right because, you know, but he's been doing that all year. It's just more noticeable because it gets Bama. 
we got dudes throwing up and then immediately after throwing up, he going back and blocking the dude. So what, what can you say about O-line? Shout out to the O-line coach for having these guys ready, you know, cause we do run a, a high, high pace offense. So, you know, they gotta be, they 300 pounds, 300 pounds and they have to do a play and then run down and get set just as fast as everybody else. So that's not easy for them. So I'm just real happy with the way the O-line is playing and, you know, shout out to them. So when we move to the defense, I'm not going to spend too much time on them because basically they only got about four stops the whole game, which is critical. And shoot, I ain't really mad at them because that's all we needed. So starting with the D-line, um, I can't say like, <laughs> you can't say they weren't applying pressure. You can't say they weren't trying. But goddamn Bryce Young, can he was shucking and jiving and making them look crazy all over the field. And the way he was extending the plays just made it seem like, you know, our D-line was just trash, but they really weren't. They were applying pressure, and a normal quarterback would, you know, would would succumb to it. So I'm not going to knock him too much for that because also, we did also shut down the run. I don't remember. In, uh, hold, hold, let me not say that. We didn't shut down the run. <laughs> Gibbs was running all over us, but we did better than I expected we would. That's, that's what I'll say. <laughs> he almost went too far. But, yeah, the D-line, you know, um, once again, they tried to get the pressure, but Bryce Young, he was just too good out there. So, whatever. We still won the game. Moving on to the linebackers. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Banks, he seemed like the only guy that was actually able to hit Bryce, aside for Amari, uh, Amari Thomas, who did get a sack. And he uh, also got a questionable hit on Bryce, you know, with the face mask, but they ain't called targeting, so whatever. And so, back to the linebackers, you know, it's just, it was pretty much a bad day for them. Uh, Mitchell, he he's never nowhere to be found every time, even though he's on the field a lot. Um, Banks, like I said, he was hitting Bryce a lot. He should have had two sacks in, like, the first two drives of the game, but he couldn't really quite get there. But he was able to apply the pressure. And um, it was another crazy play. We almost forced a safety. But Bryce is so good, he knew exactly where the line was, and he just threw it away. So it was like that was a crazy play. But – Line, once again, you know, I can't expand too far. They they tried. They tried. The linebackers tried. And we won the game, so. And lastly, the damn DBs. Boy, you know, I ain't going to go too hard on them because it was a lot of people hurt, but it was a terrible showing by them, particularly Flowers. You know, <laughs> he can't do coverage. Well, I ain't going to say he can't do it. He wasn't there. He wasn't making no tackles. Every time him and Gibbs met one-on-one, -on -one, it was like, uh, Olay, like he had the little red flag and he just missed him. He didn't want to do nothing, like just diving at his feet. It's like just put your body out there, anything. But I ain't gonna focus on him the whole time. Uh, I am proud of uh, number thirty-six. What's his name? Right. He got in on the last two or three plays and he held his own. Yeah, he made a critical tackle and then they targeted him again and somehow the ball didn't get completed. So, you know, that's that's. I don't know what kind of situation that was because he hadn't played all damn year and he got in versus Bama in the last three plays of the game so you know shout out to him but the rest of the secondary you know they was very very you know hurt and you know it just seemed like we were just gonna play a shell defense because even when we did get pressure um and they threw it down the field you know we weren't able to stop them and there was a couple times with the bogus calls you know, uh, their receiver pulled our DBs down or whatever. But, you know, that's how the game goes sometimes. And um, I do intend, uh, think we will get better because we got a couple people coming back. 
Uh, I don't know how Haddon got hurt. He, I guess he tried to play and then something happened and he couldn't go. So he only made play like the first few drives. So Haddon and McCullough would be back. And uh, I, I was impressed by uh, Slaughter a little bit. He was he was the, the only one besides maybe uh, Banks and Amari to actually get a, a couple hits on uh, Bryce. So Slaughter got in and filled in pretty much where he needed to, you know, I ain't gonna say nothing about coverage because everybody needs to work on coverage. So he's not the only one. So we won the game. So that's all I'll say about that. Moving on to special teams, A plus plus McGrath. That was the most. That was the most beautiful kick in in Tennessee history. And uh, upon further review, number forty seven for Bama did get a hand on it, which was why it was so ugly. But obviously, uh, McGrath put enough kick on it that it was able to, you know, go through the uprights and, and secure the win for us. So, you know, McGrath is a legend in Tennessee history as well, uh, right along with Hyatt. The punter, I think we only punted one time, but it was such an ugly punt that it made Bama do the most dumbest critical mistake of the game and caused number 34 for them to try to touch it for some damn reason. And he about made uh, Nick Saban had to damn, have a seizure on the sideline. So, you know, this is a couple... A couple games in a row where the special teams has caused, you know, critical plays in the beginning of the game that helped us, uh, you know, get the momentum and, 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 you know, ultimately helped us win the game. And finally, the coaches. Like, they outdueled Nick Saban. I mean, what else there's to say? Uh, Nick is the greatest coach of our generation. And, you know, he doesn't lose often, but he did on Saturday. And, you know, the great thing about the game was, like, we never got outside of ourselves. Even when, you know, they came back, we, they were down 18, they came back, scored, took the lead. We were same, still the same steady 80 team that we've been all year, and I, I love that about us. That just shows the, the, the calmness and the trust that Coach Heupel and, and the defense and all of that have in the players and in, in the coaching staff. Shout out to the um, – shit, shout out to the whole coaching staff because – even when the game got tough, our, our players, you know, they didn't look gas. You know, they might have been gas, but they didn't look it. So that's always a good, good thing for the strength and conditioning. And just overall A-plus for the, the, the game plan, man. Like, knowing, I'm sure going into the game that they was going to throw everything they had at them. And, you know, the wrinkles and just the, the ability to pick at a spot and keep picking at it. Because, obviously, those safeties couldn't cover height. And 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 Coach uh, Hypo, he's seen that and he kept doing it. So, what's some coaches that like they they get tired of ex exploiting the mismatch, and if it's still there, keep doing it. So, a plus for the coaches. So it's definitely a couple days since the game, and you know I'm sure just like all the other Tennessee fans, you're just enjoying the social media and and soaking it in the victory, the feeling the victory, and stuff like that, and just see all the hating and all the the crying and the whining and stuff that, you know, from other schools and from Bama. And definitely, I definitely don't respect this Alabama team. They come out making excuses, talking about they weren't prepared. I mean, all this other stuff. I mean, if you won, if you lost the game, just say you lost the game, bro. It was 49-49 and we won by a field goal. All those extra excuses is pure trash. Like, that's puss to me. So, um, and then the rest of the country, like, since when does beating Alabama not mean that much anymore? Like, people ain't beat them, you know, they only lost like four times in the last however many years, and we beat them, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. They they they, they like they can do it. 
And that's really making me mad, bro, because everybody knows that was like a damn group effort. And even like, okay, if Ohio State or any of those other teams that think they're that good played Bama on a neutral site, they would probably lose. Then we, they, we, they was at our house and we won. So they, they just don't want to give us credit, but whatever. Tennessee fans know what it is. That was the greatest uh, victory of our generation. And I just want to say thank you, man. Thank you to the Vols. Thank you to the, all the fans. Thank you to every member of the team, the coaching staff, just everybody. Because I felt like we all knew we were going to win. The team just had to go do it. I've never felt the feeling like that before where everybody, everybody, like the calls, every everybody I was hearing, the, the all the more, all the sports media in Knoxville, everybody just felt like we were going to win. People were choosing us to win. Stephen A. Smith, like, fine bomb, like, if we hadn't won, it would have been a tremendous letdown just because we all knew that we could win, and that was our greatest opportunity to do it. So thank you once again because when those, when that ball went through those uprights, and you know CBS just showed the 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 the, the camaraderie and and the celebration that ensued, like I almost brought a tear to my eye. And I've heard a lot of older men and, and you know women tell their story about you know their father and all this and their granddaddy taking them Tennessee games and, you know, just how tough it's been. And hearing stuff like that just makes it all the worthwhile because, you know, life is hard. And I feel like, you know, Tennessee football has been like life lately. Like sometimes ups and downs and there's been a lot of downs, but when it's up, it's up. So thank you once again, Tennessee. Um, I don't really have nothing else to say because, shit, we played Tennessee Martin. We're going to beat the brakes off them, you know, like I said, we're just trying to get handed in his maybe four touchdowns, one rushing or something like that, a decent amount of yards, and get him up out of there. So I will see y'all. I think we play, play Kentucky next. I'll be doing a recruiting hit with one of my friends, Luke, who used to work for VolQuest as recently as Monday. But, uh, you know, he still has a wealth of recruiting knowledge, and he was at the game on Saturday and at the Florida game. So, um, we're just going to uh, get in contact with him, see what the, what the recruits were saying, and just take a temperature of how Tennessee recruiting is going on right now. Wrapping up the pod, I just want to say I don't give a damn about the whole state of Alabama. Um, Tennessee rules, go Big Orange, all that good stuff. Um, and this is Andre signing out. See you next week. For the staff, there it is, the kick on the way, and that kick is knuckling toward the upright, and it's good. Just gets under the upright. Chase McGrath wins the game for Tennessee. And here they come, everybody, cheering in the celebration. The student section mobbing the field. They're mobbing Chase McGrath. They're mobbing Hendon Hooker. What jubilation in Big Orange country as the Tennessee Volunteers end a 15-game losing streak to the Alabama Crimson Tide. And they do it on a 40-yard field goal by Chase McGrath.